I feel like sometimes people just want to believe that they are better than other people. And so that's how African-Americans were degraded, if that makes sense. I don't know.
some where it was kind of gross. I don't need it anyways. What? It didn't taste good. I did. I feel like, <clears throat> sorry, her reaction to crying a lot and then finding a way to help, um, she feels like investigating the skeleton will help make things right in her mind for Arvin. I feel like that's a pretty good response of, I feel like I'd cry a lot. <laughs> that's basically it. But she did a lot more than that.
So I was the rhetorical analysis person. Um, so my assumptions were a little bit of a stretch for both of them. Um, but I wanted to see what you guys thought of them. So that's why I still chose to do them. My first one, <clears throat> sorry, is I wanted to do my first assumption at the beginning because, I don't know, I felt like it was fitting for some reason. It was kind of hard to find solid evidence of the assumptions the author was making. Most of what we read at the very beginning was based on William's view of the trial riot things that were so traumatic. Um, so the first assumption the author seems to be making, whether true or not, it's still an assumption, is that Rowan's dad holds a lot of power. And the story supports that, supports that, um, the evidence in the story supports that, so it's true, but it's still an assumption. Rowan assumes that too from how she tells James, don't be stupid, if you get arrested, dad will make a phone call and fix it. Um, <clears throat> And then my second assumption is even more of a stretch. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm going with it. Um, last week in the pages we read in the story, Rowan and James couldn't find anything online that helped with their investigation of the skeleton. But then this week in the chapters we had to read, um, James and Rowan could, like they did research. And I don't I think, I don't know. I think that this assumption is that the internet could find that information. And that was interesting to me because I'm in cybersecurity. And so, I don't know, I just wanted to, I was wondering what you guys thought of those two assumptions. Thanks um, for sharing that. Um, the next thing I had to do was find one place where the author, like one place for each of them was, I had to, sorry, I had to find one place where the author appealed to pathos, another place where they appealed to logos, and then a last place where they appealed to ethos. And we know that pathos is the reader's emotions, logos is logic, and then ethos is the reader's sense of the author as credible or trustworthy, or it's the reader's moral morals or ethics. Um, for ethos, I did the reader's morals or ethics is what I focused on. Um, 
So for pathos, I thought that the author appealed to pathos when Jane. I I don't I don't know. I seem to be focusing more on Rowan's side of the story. I don't know why. Um, so most of my evidence and stuff is from Rowan's side of the story. So I'll continue with the saying. I think that the author appeals to pathos when James visits Rowan after the accident. It's a sweet moment where he's there to help her after the through the traumatic moment she had to experience. And as her best friend, he was also there to support her when she wanted to investigate more into the skeleton. Um, and then for logos or logic, um, I think that in the author, in this time in the book, relies heavily on pathos and ethos. So where I found the author appeals to logos, I also feel like it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's when the policeman doesn't believe Rowan's side of the story of the accident. Specifically when she says that the driver called Arwin, sorry, Arvin, that's how you say his name, right? Um, she says that the driver called Arvin the N-word. Um, and I feel like at that time during the story, that would have been logic to understand because yeah. Um, and then the last thing was the ethos or the reader's morals or ethics. And the author appeals to the reader's morals or ethics. Um, I think that one place where the author appeals to ethos is where Rowan investigates the skeleton after the accident. The skeleton's file, the story says, is at the very bottom of a large pile of other investigations. Um, and Rowan doesn't believe that's right, so she's investigating it herself to get justice for Arvin. So I believe that this is where the author appeals to the reader's morals and ethics. Um, so I also, um, the next thing that I wanted to go over was we should discuss how trustworthy, trustworthy the author is, but I wanted to explain a little bit that well this is my thoughts i don't i i don't think i'm explaining anything like for sure but my thoughts are that the author i don't think that the author is racist and i feel like the author is using this book to inform and so i think that the author isn't super biased or anything and that helps towards their credibility um do you guys think that the author is persuasive, objective? Do you think they're trustworthy? Um, what do you guys think? Um, thank you for that. Um, then the last thing is it says discuss, sorry, discuss each of the appeals as well as the, the I'm sorry, as well as the questions you have about them. 
so that was never mind sorry i already did that um so the last person who has to go is abigail so there you go Okay, sorry. Um, I also, my brother in law has also been teaching me to drive, and I do feel that it's really hard to drive, but. I think that practice makes perfect, so we can work on that.
I think we're good. So now this concludes week our week four podcast. So good job, guys.